Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Directed by Chris Palmer, Superman, Man of Tomorrow is the 39th film in the DC Universe animated original movies, and potentially the first in a reboot of the DC animated movie universe franchise. The movie is available now, but if you haven't watched Superman, Man of Tomorrow yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. After watching the extensive DC animated movie universe continually come to an end and having only only standalone movies alongside it, um, it was interesting to watch something that could be a part of uh, a new continuity. Um, I think we were under the impression that it was going to be, but now we've heard otherwise, but that's okay. Uh, We'll get to all of that anyway. Luke, you have the plot. Part of the film chronicles the early life of Clark Kent before he became known as Superman. Then, as he works as an intern at the Daily Planet, Clark must learn to save his city when Lobo and Parasite set their sights on Metropolis. I guess, yeah, let's just start with, with that anyway. Is this a the start of a new continuity? What's the deal? What's the guy? Apparently, it was misreported by many sites. This was said to be the start of a new continuity. I went in thinking that when I first watched the movie, but since then, it's been reported that that's not necessarily the case. That doesn't mean to say this won't be the start of a shared continuity. This movie, although an origin for Superman, it also plays as an origin for a new DC animated universe. We get a glimpse of Batman. There's Martian Manhunter in here. So this is not just a standalone Superman movie. So whether it becomes the starting point of a new shared continuity, there's world building in this movie outside of Superman. Definitely, like the the origin stuff is is there. There's some key Superman origin elements that they've thrown in in there. But uh, I, I guess my overall takeaway was that they were tackling the story in a traditional sense, but also very different at the same time. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that I'd never really seen in a in a Superman origin. And you might correct me and say, "Well, you know, like various comic storylines that you've." Uh, that you've come across, but sort of on film, whether it be animated or, or live action. Yeah. I, I felt like, you know, having characters like Lobo and Parasite, you know, be there early on and sort of be a part of, of Superman's origins. I felt like they were doing something different here. And yeah, lots of world building. Batman is featured very minorly. I have a bit of a nitpick with the fact that Batman was almost, was essentially an inspiration to, certain elements of Superman, which I kind of have issue with, but that's, that's fine. I'm completely okay with that. My nitpick would be, there's a photo of Batman in action. (laughs) (laughs) And and it serves a purpose because him having a cape, it's Martha Kent's inspiration for giving Superman a cape. And I'm okay with that. I like that. A main inspiration for this film, if we're looking at comics it's a miniseries from a couple of years ago, Superman, American Alien, written by Max Landis. And each issue are the different artist. But him like flying with the goggles, there's other elements, like Lobo, the fight with Lobo, that is taken from that miniseries. 
in the comic that they don't use in this, Clark Kent is on Bruce Wayne's yacht and people mistake him for being Bruce Wayne and he gets to party. And it's really cool uh-huh. and it's and it's fun <laughs> because Bruce has got a reputation of not going to his own parties. So Clark was able to trick people, although not intentionally to begin with, that he was Bruce Wayne. But that's, again, that's the comic series that this movie, if you're going to say it's based on anything, it would be based on that. You know, it's just funny, like when you tread over, you know, common ground again, you usually get that sort of, you know, like, oh, we've been here, we've done it. But I was I was finding myself just being like, I'm really cool with this new origin. And, you know, if this does turn into, you know, the, the beginning of a, of a new continuity, like this is the place to start. Superman's origins, for sure. Start with you know, the granddaddy of all superheroes and, and go from there. And some people are surprised to find that there's not been many Superman origins on screen. If we look at in the movies, we got Superman the movie in 78, Man of Steel, Henry Cavill. They're your two origins, live action movies. If we're looking at the small screen, Superman the animated series, they did a three-part Pilot, that was the origin, and Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. That's it. Every other animated Superman movie, he's always he's already establishes the character. You gotta say all of Smallville. Yeah, it kind of becomes <laughs> Superman. There's a CGI blur at the end of the finale. But you get my point. Though. Okay, that's that. Yeah, that's a good example of Smallville. He's got the but, if, but if we're looking at films, then. Yeah, yeah. Where you're you're telling the story in a couple hours. is the third film origin. Yeah, it really is. the first animated Superman origin story on film. You make a good point. You make a good point. But still, my point is, it just seemed like something new. And I think that's really what we got. Um, Let's talk about the, you know, you already mentioned, I guess, like the sort of artwork that it was sort of, do you say it was based on that artwork from that comic? It's not, no, with the comic, they had a different artist on each issue, so it didn't have one oh, okay, particular right. style. What they're doing okay. in here, very clean uh, line work, especially on the yep. characters, but then like the thick black outline, it's really noticeable on Lex, I guess, with him being bald. No, I feel, I feel with, with all the characters, I mean, the bold, thick black lines. Oh, you do um, notice on all of yeah. them, but on him in particular, like when he's doing his bit to the press and it's the spatial, you really notice it with him. But yeah, but yeah. across the board, all the characters are drawn that way. When I first saw like sort of steals or you know, still frames of, of from this film, I was like, oh, the animation looks kind of, you know, like the design looks kind of shoddy. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like this. It makes it look kind of cheap. But watching it in action, like the the characters with the with the thick outlines, they just pop. Mm, like yeah. with the the, I mean the the set pieces and stuff. The that's where like the you get the normal sort of animation quality. Where you're like, oh, you know, that looks pretty. But because it's so different. Yeah, like the characters just pop on screen. I just found the, I just really liked it. I absolutely love the animation. And you're right, there is such a big difference from looking at stills and seeing the footage in motion. Mm. It looks pretty ordinary when you, and you know, when we first got our first look at this film, it was in stills. And it reminded me of the Archer TV series, that kind of style. But when it's in, 
when it's in motion and you're watching it as a film, it looks absolutely fantastic. And it's so far removed from what we've got from, from DC. This is like a very new thing for them. I like it. And, you know, yeah, I really do want this to be the start <laughs> of a shared continuity. I really Maybe do. If we keep, if we keep, keep saying talking it, about it, keep talking it might, about it. It might happen. But yeah, again, like with the, with those character designs, um, and like you're saying, it's very different to what I guess DC animation have done previously. What I was getting was like, uh, like anime vibes, especially in the fight scenes where normally, you know, you watch a DC cartoon or animated movie. The fight scenes are usually pretty quick. And, you know, they're, they're usually quite broad and, you know, the action is sort of from this point of the screen to this point of the screen and the characters are quite far away and then you might get a couple close-ups. I found that a lot of, in this movie, like especially when Superman was fighting Lobo you know, during their first fight, it was quite long. It was almost like a 10-minute fight and they were doing things, they were interacting with like, you know, like the, the other, like the buildings and the environment and there was close-ups and then just the way that the, they were moving and the, the look of the characters, very anime action kind of sequence. And I liked that. <laughs> I can definitely see your point there with the action. I think I always got an anime style with what they were doing with the movies they started with Justice League War. They just, they were drawn very angular, the characters, like pointy chins, and I got an anime style for that. But you're right, though. The action here, it's so much, it's so kinetic. It's so much better than yeah. what they would normally put into these movies. That's a good point. Yeah. The, the duration mean, of the fights. I didn't mean like the like the design of the characters and their shapes, but more so just, yeah, the way that the action flowed. Yeah, I and how the Yeah, and how it was framed and sort of set. It was almost like if you, I reckon if we looked at the, you know, gave two seconds to take, look at the credits of the animators and, I reckon there could be some crossover potentially, maybe, but it's just speculation. I didn't do enough research to <laughs> back that up in any way. I just, yeah, it just looked good to me. Let's talk some of the characters uh, then. I mean, let's let's start with Superman. I mean, it, potentially a new continuity. So we're getting a whole slew of new voice actors. Uh, Darren Chris has a actually young Superman. I'm not too familiar with his work, to be honest. Is he one of the is probably, do we know? Do we know who he is? I, don't know. I, I thought you were going to say like, is he one of the, like, the Chris brothers? And I'm like, who no, are they? No, <laughs> I was thinking, was, is he someone that's done Glee or Vampire Diaries or something like that? He seems to be one of those guys. From what I know of him, which might not be a lot if he's not associated with those projects at all. But in this, well, though... Yeah, he was he was in in Glee. That was a good um, guess. He was also, I think, he starred in the assassination of Gianni Versace, yeah, American Crime Story. Versace, season. the fashion designer. Versace. Uh, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of that. My um, wife watched it. But in this though, he's Superman. We're getting a much younger Superman. We mentioned uh, in the opening there that he's an intern at the Daily Planet. That's very new. That is new. We know Clark to get a job at the Daily Planet, but he's, that's it. He's up and running as a reporter. But in this, he's one of a number of interns. So they really are downplaying or bringing down his age for this. And Chris gives a youthful performance as Superman. And he plays both versions of the character really well. Whether it's Clark Kent, Superman, he's... 
yeah, I liked him for this. I think youthful is the best way to describe it. Um, like, yeah, young, like he's young, but also modern as well. So not like young from, you know, oh, we've got to go back 30, 40 years or something. It's, it's as if he was young today. Like well, if he was like a 20-year-old. That's the movie. That's what it, it's it's that's common. It. It's modern. And it works. But the way he speaks, you know, like he isn't saying things like, oh, that's swell. And, you know, overplaying the, the Clark Kent-isms of it all, you know, that... Yeah, they're kind of doing... It's just a modern take. And I thought that something... Usually I would say, look, if you're going to do that, that might kind of weird me out a little bit. But again, worked for me. Lois Lane? Alexandra Daddario. I think I've said before on the podcast, she should just be cast in everything. I think she's great. And she's really... <laughs> she's good in this. I like the, the designer, Lois, the short hair. And... Yeah, I mean, this is Lois. Like, you know, both Clark and Lois, they absolutely nail the characters. And, yeah, I really like what she's doing here. I think Daria is so attractive that she even sounds attractive. Like, it's 100%. ridiculous. 100%. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing. No, so, but even, like, the character, again, young, but still, still has those, like, lowest qualities of, like, you know, go-getter doing what she, like, trying to manipulate the system to sort of get ahead and you know but she's still sort of a little bit reserved where she's allowed to learn something by the end of the movie to know that you know, okay maybe i should stop being a bit of a dick about things i mean that was interesting or an interesting take on her because yeah she was like i don't trust this guy and i'm gonna bring him down first she brings legs yeah. down and then she's like i'm gonna bring this superman down and the joke is, that name's never going to catch on. He's the flying man. <laughs> Superman's not going to catch on. It obviously does. Uh, I just like, when she's, when she's like, you know, like, oh, I've got an interview, like, scheduled, but I'm going to make him wait just to make him, like, you know, kind of go crazy and want it more. And it's just like, well, you're playing it. But she learns. Yeah. Superman puts power her. Move. It's a power move. That's <laughs> power what move. she's doing. That's it. <laughs> um, Zachary Quinto is Lex Luthor. I liked it. I mean, I 100% I, would hear Zachary Quinto. Yeah, but you know what? Sila, Heroes, yeah. he's, he's got that voice and it, it works really well. And you know what? We don't get too much Lex here. I guess we get him in the beginning. It does play a part in the third act. But hopefully we get some more of his Lex. I liked him. Well, you know, where, where we leave him, it's sort of, you know, like he's, he's sort of made his mark. He runs off with the, like, the kryptonite ring it's sort of like oh yeah he'll be back for something you know like he's you know so that's why this is set up yes set honestly up. i i don't care they're saying it was misreported maybe they're waiting to see how sales do for this movie this because they don't want to does, commit to it i know but this in case it, they don't mm, want to doesn't mm. play like a standalone at all <laughs> it really doesn't <laughs> I mean, it's all good but you get you get lex doing what he does um but I find it was cool that, like, you know, Superman and Lex were sort of working together for at least a few minutes. I know, <laughs> like they were... but I love the fact that Lex first takes down Parasite and then thinks, you know what? Takes down Superman too. Shoots him. <laughs> and it's like, typical Lex. Yeah, I like What it. a douche. What a douche. Ike Amadi uh, voices Jean Jones, uh, Martian Manhunter. So again, I'm not familiar with him being in, you know, any sort of origin story or influential to Superman in a way. You again, you could correct me. Uh, well, uh, 
John Johns, the Martian Manhunter, was one of the founding members of the Justice League. Like when well, that comic go. first starts, he is someone that's been there from the very beginning. You know, it's very interesting what they did here, and they even like they highlight it. They've got three aliens, and all three believe themselves to be the last of their race. You've got a Kryptonian, a Martian, and a Caesarean, which is what Lobo is. And the thing about Lobo in the comics, yes, he's the last of his race, but that's because he murdered them all in the comics. That's a fact. But interestingly, in this movie, apparently it's just word of mouth that he's spread to get his rep up that maybe he didn't necessarily kill them all. And yeah, again, yeah. setting things up, it makes mention to Martian Manhunter, oh, by the way, you're not really the last Martian. I just say that to people. <laughs> and then Jean goes off to find more Martians. Set up. It's like the... we've got two standalone movies right there. We've got a Lobo <laughs> movie and a Martian Manhunter movie. And we're getting, oh man, Lobo is really good in this. But before we, yeah, okay, let's go back. Martian Manhunter, really liked him in this. When he first appeared, he didn't appear in his superhero appearance. We get that later with the cape, but he goes full Martian. He's trying to protect Clark, and I loved all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, it no, was really. Good. It was really good because he's, you know, what I guess most people and, and people, characters within this movie think of as being alien. You know, they look different. You, you know, they don't necessarily belong in society and they wouldn't be accepted. And then you've got this Superman who, yes, he's got the powers, but he just looks like everybody else. So it's really interesting to have that contrast and then for Superman to step up and say, hey, I'm an alien too. It was it was really good. Yeah, I mean, you're jumping straight to the end there, where you know that is, I guess, the the uh, the themes of of the, of the movie is just sort of like, yeah, that alien status, and it's like we're all as a society we're there to jump to look. It's a monster. Let's kill it. You know, it's not from here. Let's kill it. Where it's like, well, the one saving us is also one of them. So it's you know, what's the difference? And ironically, the monster actually is earthbound or earth based. You know what I'm trying to say. But Lobo. Ryan Hurst. He's great. <laughs> you know, he, he looked, because you know who he is, don't you? He's the guy, he was in Sons of Anarchy season one, played Jax's mate, Opie. Yes, I, I think I know that. <laughs> Casting him in this, like in real life, if you just painted him white, black around the eyes, he'd have looked like Lobo. And in this movie, he's spot on. He sounds just like you'd want the character to sound. Fair. I mean, I was getting, I was getting like Aquaman vibes from like that Justice League movie. <laughs> just, just super cool guy, high on himself. I mean, I was like, yeah. he's, but a, bit he's more... a biker guy. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's what he was in Sons and that's what he is in this. Just him and his bike. It works out. It works out. So I guess if they do a, a theatric, like a, a, a film live action Lobo, you know, maybe. Just All cast right. him. He's an actor. Was <laughs> Just cast him. Years ago of Danny Trejo. I like <laughs> the guy, but don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so like 90s. You know, if it was like, what was that? Justice League Mortals or whatever it was. Like, 
he yeah, would be. But it wasn't even a part of that. I'm only talking less than five years ago. And there was like, right. somebody put up some concept art. We don't yeah. need trail. Just give it to this guy. You know how <laughs> Matt Ryan plays Constantine, whether it's live action or animation? The role always goes to him now. Ryan Hurst. Just cast him as Lobo in everything. As a, there's been a, there's been Lobo on TV though, hasn't there? I know there was was it on Krypton? Yep, Krypton season two. They had an Irish actor. I think he was a wrestler. Uh, Lobo in animation was in the first season of Superman the animated series in the nineties, and yeah, he's popped up every now and then. I'm pretty sure yeah, he was in the... Justice League action as well. But there's there's room for him in the on the CW or something like that in the. Uh... The Arrowverse, <laughs> maybe they can get him. He can be the, yeah, TV, the TV actor. If you're going to put him on TV outside of Krypton, maybe, maybe Titans, maybe that could work. I don't. They wouldn't put him. Oh, you know, Supergirl. They could put him in there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We could just get back to talking about this movie. Maybe. All right. Um, well, Parasite. The other, the other bad guy-ish. Um, a character named Rudy Jones, played by Brett Dalton. Um, a janitor for a janitor working at Star Labs turns into a organism type thing that eventually starts to look like the American Godzilla. Oh man, I loved the take <laughs> this take on Parasite so much. Usually, or every other time, from my memory, it's not this at all. Is this grows... what it's supposed to be? No, this is a completely new take. Like this right, okay, because I'm not very... familiar with... Right. He not essentially... Not with Parasite. He is a big purple blob. Um, I guess, you know, some interpretations as him appear muscular, is big, always purple. Um, yeah, and he's, he's like an energy vampire and he drains energy. And what will happen in the comics, like say he'll drain, well, just like in the movie, he can drain the, the memories and abilities of people. And he does that in this film as well, but the size that he gets to, what, a, oh man, like great use of this character. Like if you just said to me, oh, you know, they're doing a, a Superman movie, who's the villain or oh, Parasite, that wouldn't have got me excited, if I'm honest. <laughs> But what we get in this movie is so much better than what I could have expected for this. He, I, I just loved it. I love, and you're right, it is American Godzilla. Clearly what they're going for, but I just, I love the music <laughs> in this film as well and the sounds that they use. When Parasite gets to full size and there's that sound, it's probably even from Godzilla, but the sound that they use for his movie. I thought it was kind of, I was like, did they sneak in a Godzilla role? I wasn't sure. It does sound know. like that, but I loved it. And it was just, it was so cool. And the fact that, because, you know, go back to Superman the movie in 78. Lex Luthor, he's got a real estate plan. And that's what Superman's going up against. Whereas this, it's a Superman movie. And I know Henry Cavill went up against Zod and other Kryptonians. Yeah, I mean, Lex like, had, he'd have missiles. So I mean, this you know. is a big threat. Like first is going up against Lobo. There's the public. And then, yeah, you've got this massive Godzilla-sized parasite. And I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. And they did a really good job of introducing Rudy as a character that, yeah, he's a janitor, he's ex-military. And you know what? 
he is a nice guy. He was trying to help Clark Kent out when he wasn't anybody. He was just an intern at the planet. Straight away, he's like, oh, by the way, I've got a wife and daughter. And he's giving all this information. Like, oh, Rudy, <laughs> it's not going to end well. I've seen the DVD artwork. You're going to turn evil. <laughs> You're going to turn into American Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so it was really good. I mean, his character be at the heart of the monster and then they do try and reach him. And I just thought I've never seen Parasite used to such great effect than what we get. Well, at, least, at least they actually brought in his family. Like you saw his pregnant wife and, and his daughter, you know, like they were there and they were playing a role and, you know, they were playing into that final part where, you know, like they're trying to reach, uh, they're trying to reach Rudy inside Parasite and like try and, you know, bring him down. Um, so, you know, it'll, it, it's fun. Yeah, it works well. We've got to talk about the Kents, Jonathan and Martha. Now, Neil Flynn. Yep. Speaking of janitors, the janitor, <laughs> from, yeah. the janitor from Scrubs or the dad from the middle. No, you're right the first time. From, <laughs> the janitor from Scrubs. <laughs> we'll scratch that bit. Probably still made the edit. Um, do you know what? I really like his voice as Jonathan Kent. It has that, you know, like of the, it has the accent, but it also has just like a real soothing sort of comforting father figure voice, you know, like not too rough, gruff or aggressive, just soft, but also, you know, authority. There's enough authority. I don't know. I like it. I can't describe it enough. I agree completely. But I just want to add this. Sounds like Neil Flynn. And that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. He's not one of these actors that is going to, you know, change his voice or put on an accent for a part. I mean, he was he was playing it quite straight, where normally when he's speaking, he's, you know, he's, he is delivering, you know, humour in his voice and in his lines. But here, you know, he's quite straight. That would be the only difference, I think, in his voice. But no, overall, it's still his voice. Hey, I'm very, I'm very happy that he's a part of this. And he, yeah, he does do a, a good Jonathan Kent. Yeah, he's good. But again, you know what, he didn't die. Doesn't always die. Doesn't always. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, the new adventures of Superman, Lois and, Lane, Lois and Clark. Is that what it's called? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, Terry yeah, Hatcher, well, Dean Only one of my favorite TV shows oh, of all time. I mean, I know you've talked about it. Once many times, before. many times. You know, <laughs> interestingly, while we're on that, you brought it up. The pilot for Lois and Clark, guest starring Kay Callan and Eddie Jones, Martha and Jonathan. I always found that quite interesting. Right. From the first episode, so you've got the 90-minute the pilot, but in the first yeah. proper episode, they're regulars, regular cast members. But that pilot, mm. guest stars. There you go. Well, maybe they, they thought, like, we're never going we're never going to go back to Smallville. We're just going to be in Metropolis. We don't need those characters. Yeah, or knows? maybe they weren't always going to stay around. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but uh, Belemi Young, Martha Kent, we should probably throw her a bone as well. <laughs> Didn't stand out as much as, um, you know, Neil Flynn. But, you know, she had, some, she had some interesting lines. Like you said, you know, like she had the idea for the, um, the cape inspired by Batman. She even like, gives Batman a yeah. shout out and it's like... He's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not familiar with the actress, to be honest, but what we get from her as Martha, yeah, 
she does a good job with, with the cape on Superman. I like when he's first trying it out and he just gets like a red sheet or towel and he's tying it around his neck and he's posing in front of the mirror thinking, Oh, does this work? And then there's an emergency and he flies, it falls off. I liked that. Oh, and the That's fact that good. she made the costume out of materials that were on the ship. Yeah. And I mean, we were talking about the cape and he's like, Oh, I'm not too sure about the cape. And she made reference to how many saws Jonathan broke in the shed while trying yeah. to put the, the suit together. Plus, like, the material was like super strong as well, which is which is cool. But I mean that all came about because we got Let's naked talk about Superman. that. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Did not see that coming. <laughs> and, I, and I'm pretty sure there was a shot of Lois looking and it yeah. lingered just a little bit. It just it lingered and I was like, okay. Well okay, other characters talking. were looking as well. Like we were fortunate oh, of course. <laughs> watching this because other characters were strategically placed. But of course, people in that world looking up at him, like he wasn't hiding himself at all. He's just hovering up there, all nude. And his mom's like, "Yep, we need to make you a super suit." <laughs> it was good. I liked <laughs> they're, it. They're always making weird things about between Clark Kent and his mom. No, always. Oh well, going back to Lois and Clark. Going back to that when he tries, yeah, because he tra- uh, Dean Kane, Clark Kent, Superman tries a suit on for the first time. And he's like, well, what, what if people recognize me? And then his mum makes reference to the father. Oh, well, nobody's going to be looking at your face. <laughs> oh, no, she's like, she says the line, well, they don't call them tights for nothing. She knows <laughs> what she's alluding to. We know hey, she knows. knows. Such a horn dog. Let's move away from that. <laughs> um, I guess the only other character I think is worth mentioning is Perry White. Um, played by, or voiced by... Uh, Piotr Michael. This is a shouty. Probably not pronounced like that. That's oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to close it up. This is a shouty Perry, more of a, a gruff, a gruffer take than what we've had in in quite a while. But you know, I liked it. I liked it. I like the fact that he purposely set Lois up. Look at her, <laughs> everybody. She's the one. She won. Throwing her to the wolves. I liked that. <laughs> Uh, like yeah, just barking orders, getting it done. But you know, I liked it as well. I think, you know, like I, I just feel like what they've established. Like I seem to like each of the characters, how they like sort of portrayed them. You know, it is. It just if they make more from this universe, I'd be very happy with it. I mean, you Me never too. want to start a continuity with like, oh, like I don't, you know, I don't like that character or I don't like that voice I gave to him. I don't like that costume design. Like here we have Superman, traditional in all his form. The characters are likable and enjoyable and I, I want more from it. You know, I just realised, no Jimmy Olsen, but that makes perfect sense. There is, there is a character... Um, it's like a black character at the well, Daily Planet that Lois talks. Yeah. Oh, okay. I one didn't know if he had a name. No, he's a com- yeah, yeah, he's a completely different character. And I believe he was first introduced in the comics in the 90s. Oh, okay. But he's, so I wasn't sure yeah. if that was like bait for, again, like trying to set up, you know, we'll get more of him and that was Jimmy Olsen. But, but um, then if you think about it, you know, we'll mention the fact that, you know, beginning Jimmy's still movie, a baby at this stage. Exactly. <laughs> like Lois and Clark not, interns. Yeah. So he can't be around. Like, he can't be like, do you know what I mean? He's still in school. Yeah. yeah, like, he's still in school, whether it's high school or younger or whatever. Like, he'll be, wait till movie 15 in his continuity, we'll get Jimmy Olsen <laughs> shows up. 
first day. Honestly, we've said it many times. Give us more within this world because I think we've both agreed. Like the the look of this movie, so the animation style, the, the so the action sequences, the cast. We're not really having issue with it. So if they decide to make more of these and these are the actors and this is the style they're going to continue, I'd be very, very happy with that. I mean, I think all that's left to do is rate it now. And I'm going to be really surprised if you give anything lower than... I won't say anymore, but I'll let you rate. And um... Okay, so out of five. Uh, with this one, we've not really mentioned too many too many negatives or I can't even recall any negative that I've made. I just, I really enjoyed this a hell of a lot. Oh, you know what? To hell with it. To hell with it. I'm going to come in. <laughs> I want the powers that be to hear this. I'm going to come in with a five. <laughs> I'm going to come in with a five. I know that I'm getting carried away, <laughs> but I'm, I'm fine with that. I just, I, I loved it. I, I had such a good time watching this and I feel like I've been more of a fan than a critic but I just loved this so much five out of five it's so strange eh? like sometimes sometimes when I do check out these DC films you know like most times you know like I'm having a pretty good time or whatever but sometimes even even ones that I'm like okay I'm enjoying this or like this is going to be a pretty decent one I still find myself you know either sort of tuning out or sort of being like, you know, my attention isn't fully into it and maybe it's because it's animation and not anything, you know, maybe, I don't know what it is. But for some reason, watching this one, I just continuously was just like, I want to keep watching. I don't want to stop. I, I was just like, you know, keep going. Like, this is absolutely fine. I am fully engaged. Um, I do have, the, the only thing I want to ping for it is probably... And I know you said that you, you like what they did with Parasite. Again, I'm not familiar with his character, so I've got nothing to compare it to. But, um, I mean, I do like the fact that Superman was fighting like a super powerful big dinosaur. Can't go wrong with that. But I think the design was very American Godzilla design, even to the extent of like, he had like radiation beams coming out of his mouth and all oh, that kind of stuff. Yes. So I, I, mean, forgot, I forgot about that part. Yes. Because you right. had the snout, he had the spikes on his back. He, you but know, not only does he have the energy blast from his mouth, they include the sound effect. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was the yes, sound effect. Yes, yes. They go full. I want to ping him. I'm going to ping him half a mark because I just don't know what was going on there. <laughs> I mean, it's in, I yeah. liked it, but it was weird. So. Yeah, I'm going to ping him. I'm going to say 4.5 out of 5, which is still bloody amazing. That is such a high score. I mean, yeah. But I really like this movie. <laughs> and from, it's very rare that they get everything right. Like I said, you know, like the, the voice actors are all working really well for me. And usually, you know, you get a couple where you're just like, oh, I didn't like that one character or something. But in the, the, the character, both design and what they were doing worked. The the animation as well, like the characters just popped on screen against those backdrops. I, it was great. It looked great. It, it looked expensive. Like they've not phoned it in at all with the cast, the visuals. It looks great. Like you could have put this on the big screen. It is a good looking movie. And honestly, you know, I always want to like these movies. Of course I do. Well, all movies, you want to you enjoy them. But I wasn't prepared for how much, just how good this movie is 
and how much I enjoyed it. So it was a very pleasant surprise. It's yeah, I mean, I was you know I was expecting a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's, <laughs> it just completely blew me away. And the fact that Superman is my favorite comic book character always has been, and the fact that we're getting such a good movie and an origin story for him, yeah, very happy. Bring on the new continuity, yes, <laughs> and I mean, make it happen. On. Yeah. Okay, I've got a little bit of trivia. And if I'm honest, I did a bit of snooping online as we were talking. But I found <laughs> out that Darren Chris has had many voice roles, including some very iconic heroes like the teenage ninja with an anger problem, Raphael, in Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He voiced Micro in Stanley's Mighty Seven and the Autobot Sideswipe in the latest version of Transformers. Yeah, so he's actually very well rehearsed in, in this type of world. Good to know. And thank you for bringing the trivia this time around, I should say. Uh, that's it for our review of Superman Man of Tomorrow. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We have on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. If you missed it, Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at Batwoman Season 1, and Rewind and Review went back to 1985 to look at Teen Wolf. Be sure to also keep an eye out for our next movie review, The New Mutants. I don't believe it. It's happening. It's all. It's already <laughs> been released. In the in US. Places around the world. In the US, yes. right. So, you know, it, it, it has been released. It's okay. We're getting it. It's out there. You, Honestly, sorry, <laughs> I am so excited to watch The New Mutants. I hope it's good. I mean, God, I hope so. <laughs> Listen, if it's half as good as this film, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.